Hi, my name is Maddie Wong, and I'm the creative director here at Fielder Church. Welcome back to the Fielder Church podcast, where we are in a series talking to church planters mm-hmm. all month of July. And today you are in for a treat to hear from Recav. And so each week we are going to talk about what it means to church plant, how to live sent. And I'm sure we'll talk about the goodness and just faithfulness of God. So I hope you enjoy our conversation today. So mm-hmm. let's kick it off. If you would just introduce yourself, tell a little about your family, your background, yeah. whatever you want people to know about you. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Recav uh, Gray uh, uh, grew up kind of all over the place. My pop was in the military. So we uh, grew up all over the place. My pop had a crazy conversion story. He was actually a Rastafarian, um, got converted to Christ uh, in between the birth of my my older brother and myself. Uh, So we got plugged into various churches, literally all over the United States. Uh, I lived in Texas, Alaska, all my family from Louisiana. I uh, also lived in Maryland, uh, and then uh, we called Philadelphia home because okay. uh, that's where me and my wife got married, landed, oh. uh, had kids, and yeah. all of that. We've been married for 12 years. Um, oh. uh, my wife is brilliant, godly, mm-hmm. obese. Uh, mm-hmm. She uh, uh computer electrical engineer. Wow. Uh, I did uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. <laughs> and we have four children, uh, Aaron, who's 12, uh, then Zipporah, and then a 10-year gap. All right, all right. Uh, Literally to the day, so like uh, then Jonathan, so Aaron and Jonathan share Uh a birthday on January 24th, 10 years apart. It's a big day. And then we have Hadassah. So, uh, and we are living in Orlando, Florida right now, planting a new creation fellowship. Yeah. Uh, Just started, just got there in February. And so, oh, it's like brand new. It's like brand new. Don't launch until September 4th. So, we're we're in that phase right now. Yes. Oh, wow. Definitely a different perspective we're going to get today. I know. I know. We just met a couple minutes ago and so i know i'm excited to get to know you through this conversation yes um okay so tell us um there may be people watching that are like why should i church plant why are people church planting Mm. what is a church plant yeah and so what do you say to those people yeah i think church plant is a wonderful opportunity to reach a demographic that uh might not be being reached uh, you know, everybody has like different niches, which is why people start businesses. Yeah. You're like, yo, this is part of the market that hasn't been touched yet. Uh, it's why people are missionaries. Like, yo, there's this mm-hmm. this country or this nation that hasn't been reached yet. Yeah. Uh, and then church planners, they, they see a demographic mm-hmm. maybe or a particular uh, emphasis that uh, they just see might be um, underemphasizing other yeah. uh, other places. And so uh, then you just like, man, um, Lord, help us to be able to just highlight that that cut of the diamond of mm. the gospel of the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, not, uh, I want to be clear, yeah. not to say better than this or anything like that, but rather right. just to add to the glory of what our mm-hmm. God is already doing in a particular city. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll dive in a little bit later on yeah. what it's like to reach Orlando, but <laughs> yes. tell me a little about your journey to say yes to church planting. And your wife was involved in that, you had kids involved in that, yeah. and so just yeah. paint us a little picture of yeah. what that was like for you. My journey was uh, wild. So uh, 2012, I went from engineering engineering uh to ministry literally because of a missions trip in malawi africa uh god just did some uh, incredibly literally genuinely miraculous things on that trip Mm -hmm. and felt called into ministry i was in philly at the time and so i came back knew i needed to do full-time ministry Mm -hmm. so the church i was a part of in philadelphia which we were part of for like 10 years 
uh, they they said, yo, man, we think you uh, should be set aside to church plant. Wow. So that was all the way back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, started building core teams, started raising money. Yeah. Uh, all of those things uh, and gained this like really dope uh, core team. Yeah. And it was just beautifully mm-hmm. diverse in every single way. Yeah. We had El, El Salvadorians, we had wow. Hondurans, uh, yeah. uh, Haitians. Uh, it, it was just really, really beautiful. Yeah. The elders uh, decided that it wasn't the time to go forward with it, mm. uh, which was really, really heartbreaking for us. One of those mm. like deeply depressing seasons uh, for us. Yeah. But um, through uh, just a couple of different landing spots, I ended up in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. pastoring a, another church plant. It had okay. only been uh, around for around six months when we showed up. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got to point, be a part of that for four years. Uh, it went from like, 300 people to like 900 in like three years just wow, explosive God, explosive yeah. growth uh, one of those is a ministry experiences you just rarely get a chance yeah. to experience and you really got to see the grind of mm-hmm. um, those early stages and mm-hmm. uh, trying to set culture and yeah. trying to recreate culture and yeah. unlearn things and learn to teach things and so it had to go through that phase there wow. and then uh moved out to memphis for a year okay <laughs> which yeah, all over the place. Uh, was a church plant okay uh, about 18 years ago, mm-hmm. and it was a multi-ethnic uh, uh, church plant one okay. that really wasn't like one of those things that people were talking about like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that was about 18 years ago when they did that, okay. and so I got a chance to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, we landed in Orlando. <laughs> so God has had church plant on our. You've hearts. seen the nation, yeah, so, legit. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, <laughs> you met a lot of people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. So for that reason, like, um, yeah. we we just love church planting. Yeah. Uh, we love church revitalization too. Okay. Believe in that a lot. Yeah. Um, but we honestly just love the local church being healthy. Yeah. So if that whether that's revitalization. Mm-hmm. Whether that's just encouraging churches that are already doing well, honestly, like Fielder, Fielder yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or it's just starting something from from scratch just yeah. to see healthy churches is just a big deal for me and my wife. Yeah. So, yeah. so talk a little bit more about building a diverse team. Because you said yeah. this is a real big value to me. Yeah. I'm sure there's like advantages and struggles. Oh, I'm sure you got goodness. all the stories, yes. all different cultures, all different backgrounds coming together yeah. as the body of Christ. And so... <laughs> yes. what was that like you know yes and yeah. and by the grace of god we got asked this question mm-hmm. um I, I think i was preaching out in new hampshire actually mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh a pastor from a church asked us uh he said um uh, what do you hope the culture of the church will be like mm. and uh what is the specific kind of demographic you're seeking to reach yeah and uh to both questions i i answered like i hope we can never answer those questions oh um, and that's kind of the heartbeat of our theology, yeah. uh, which is um, prayerfully the culture of the cha- church is constantly changing mm-hmm. because brand new types of cultures are constantly being yeah. brought in. Yeah. Um, and in the same way for the demographic, mm-hmm. like prayerfully, we're constantly seeing new demographics yeah. that need to be reached. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, uh, I would say, first off, theology is sh- extremely important to mm-hmm. us. Uh, yeah. For some people, multi-ethnic church planning is a strategy. Mm. Uh, for us, it's a theology. And uh, I believe theology can lead to strategy, mm-hmm. but strategy re- rarely leads back to theology. Yeah. And so if it's just a strategy, mm-hmm. people will see it as a fad mm-hmm. uh, that they that to be phased out of. That's good. <laughs> but if it's theology, it's mm-hmm. something whether we see the fruit of it or mm-hmm. not, the yeah. root is deep in us. Yeah. And so what I what I've even uh, said to our, our team is mm-hmm. by the grace of God, we mm-hmm. are in a location yeah. where the nations are. Yeah. But whether you're in a location that mm-hmm. where the nations are or not, 
uh, I believe multiculturalism mm -hmm. is just a heaven's cultural value yeah, uh, that absolutely. we should pursue, whether our location yeah. says that or not. Right. And so uh, seriously, it has its challenges. Yeah. Um, and I say specifically, not even just multi-ethnicity, mm -hmm. but multiculturalism, which yeah. is uh, different. Yeah. Differentiate it for people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is that? <laughs> um, so multi-ethnicity, I call it like the Fruit Loop effect. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, what I mean by that is like uh, Fruit Loops are a whole bunch of different like uh, colors. Yeah. But all the same flavor. They are. <laughs> no matter how much they lie, mm -hmm. it lies to it's you. It's a lie, yeah. It's a lie. They're just all the same flavor. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I think a lot of uh, what we strategize in terms of multi-ethnic church planting mm -hmm. yeah. is the Fruit Loop effect. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a culture that we want to establish. Mm -hmm. And we basically say to every culture, assimilate into this right way of mm -hmm. doing things. As opposed to what I believe is a more biblical way of looking at things, yeah. which is Christ and his redemptive work mm -hmm. makes every culture more fully what it was meant to be in the mm -hmm. first place. That's beautiful. Uh, which in Revelation 7, you see it when it's fully redeemed yeah. and all nations, all languages, yet with one voice, yeah. exalting King Jesus. And so that becomes really the, uh, mm -hmm. to us, the, the motive. And uh, yeah. the last thing I'll say on that mm -hmm. is Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 mm -hmm. is one of the primary verses for us. Paul mm -hmm. in Ephesians 3, says that it's through the church mm -hmm. that the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the rulers and authorities mm -hmm. in heavenly places. Yeah. And then right after that, he says, so that we, along with all the saints, mm -hmm. might know the height, depth, breadth, and length to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, beyond knowledge yeah. so that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. And it's almost like Paul is saying mm -hmm. that it requires a multifaceted people yeah. to understand God's multifaceted grace. Yeah. So for us, like that is the heartbeat of what we're trying to do. That's the heartbeat of what we're about. And really, yeah. uh, whether we get to see the fruit of it or not, mm -hmm. it is deeply in our theological convictions. And yeah, roots, so. go more into the DNA of your church, yeah. just your vision, your values. Where where are the pillars, the cornerstones of your church? Yeah, so uh, our church name, New Creation Fellowship, mm -hmm. comes straight from 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. <laughs> yeah. um, and in that text, obviously, okay. he says that you are a new creation. Mm -hmm. Behold, the oldest pastor. The newest year. Mm -hmm. uh, we obviously have that wonderful passage in the text where it says that he yeah. made him who knew no sin mm -hmm. to become sin for us, that in him we might be the righteousness of God. Yeah. So in that text, there are three news that you see of, mm -hmm. of new sight. Mm -hmm. So when we come to Christ, we get like what I call Christological context, yeah. uh, that we see the world in a brand new way, almost like somebody with like really bad vision getting context yeah. for the first time. Yes. I was that kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You understand. Yes. Sight, beauty. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Like, yo, trees are really green. <laughs> they're really green. Like, they're not crazy. blurry. Yes. <laughs> so. She's green. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, so, yeah, new side and then new service. We're called okay. ambassadors uh, yeah. for, for Christ, mm -hmm. which is just such a beautiful word to call us representatives. Mm -hmm. So we don't just say things, but we also do things. Yeah. Uh, but then finally, uh, mm -hmm. uh, our new yeah. status, that mm -hmm. we are righteous because the Lord Jesus Christ took mm -hmm. upon himself our sin. Yeah. And so uh, our our vision, mission, yeah. mission, vision statement is that uh, we would live out heaven's cultural values mm -hmm. so that people, and, and, and I love this language, yeah. in creative and innovative ways. So, yeah. uh, and creative, innovative redemption is really big for us in mm -hmm. that, um, <laughs> When you're like, say, we're different, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, state the obvious. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, we're different. 
So if we're going to uh, be in a family together, mm-hmm. uh, in order for us to really function well together mm-hmm. in shalom, yeah. we have to get creative. Yeah. <laughs> so the That's creativity good. that God has given us is really mm-hmm. so that we can vibrantly yeah. live with people uh, with differences. Yeah. And so and all of this is so that mm-hmm. people from all nations, um, mm-hmm. that's the part of the gospel I think we often miss, the Great mm-hmm. Commission we often miss, yeah. so that people from all nations might experience mm-hmm. the glorious reality of new creation in Christ. Yeah. So it's a big, um, all of those languages, creative, innovative, mm-hmm. heaven's cultural values, not our own culture, yeah. not my black hip hop culture, mm-hmm. which I love to death. Yeah, it's great. But, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? But like Dominican culture, like yeah. Korean culture, like yeah. all of these different cultures mm-hmm. coming together to really understand and express the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. really what our church is about. That's good. So yeah. tell us a little bit about what's the demographic makeup of your church. Yeah. But then also, how are you pursuing diversity? Like, how are you saying? I mean, your your context, your background is not Korean. Nope. And so you're just like, <laughs> how do you move yeah. towards somebody yeah. or other people in your church with just different backgrounds? Yeah, so uh, there was one really wise brother who said gave me the best advice for church planning possible mm-hmm. and my family mm-hmm. who knows his language my son would be annoyed by hearing <laughs> this all the time but he said it's fine <laughs> right yeah. right right <laughs> yeah he said um don't plant the church that you would like to lead mm. be the church that you would want to be a part of mm. i love that language that's good and what it helped me to understand is that, like, we are called first to be missionaries and prayerfully out of that, we'll mm-hmm. see a church planted. Yeah. So uh, when you ask about how do we pursue diversity, yeah. really, it's about living diverse mm-hmm. lives where yeah. we just got we just mm-hmm. you almost got to like almost like, you know, I love freestyling and all of that. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you some some dudes will come on a radio show or something. Yeah. And they'll just start throwing out cards, uh, picking up objects and all of that and just freestyle. Wow. And so what we like to talk about is, is uh-huh. gospel freestyle and bringing everything back to Jesus and being able to do that with cultures like, mm-hmm. yo, how does that culture highlight the gl- another aspect of the glory of Jesus mm. Christ? How does this culture highlight a different aspect of the yeah. glory of Jesus That's Christ? Beautiful. And when you start to mm-hmm. see that, you like, it's no longer like a novelty. Mm-hmm. It's a necessity. I need that because I don't have that in my culture. Or mm-hmm. I, I need this junk because I don't have that in my culture. Wait, how did you say that? Yeah. Yo, I never seen that in the text. So I, so I need that in my culture. Yeah. So we have mm-hmm. to pres- pursue it uh, not mm-hmm. just in leadership but in lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so then as it's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. you're just around people of different backgrounds and you, then you just start to recruit out of those who are That's already good. friends and in relationship yeah. and all of that. And we really have seen by the mm-hmm. grace of the living God, mm-hmm. our our small core team of around 30 people, mm-hmm. it's black, it's white, mm-hmm. it's young, it's old, mm-hmm. it's Dominican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a, 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 girl, a lady on our team married to a Haitian. She's Haitian, but mm-hmm. she grew up in Venezuela, so she speaks full, wow. uh, fluent French, fluent Creole, fluent, <laughs> oh fluent Spanish, <laughs> uh, obviously fluent English, too. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's, a, she's a beast. But wow. uh, literally all of those things, though, represented mm-hmm. on our team, yeah. Haitian, uh, just everything. And that yeah. is all fruit, uh, which we can't produce. This is one of the things I would right, encourage right. people of like, sometimes you can get discouraged from the by the fruit. Mm. Uh, and just like missionaries who go to unreached places, they might not see a convert for years. Yeah. When it comes to the multi-ethnic kingdom, mm-hmm. man, we might not see it look like we want to look, yeah. like, it, like, like we want it to look mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. But if our roots are yeah. being established by based on yeah. those convictions, even if we don't see the fruit, mm-hmm. we are blessed because we are pursuing the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I know I... I grabbed on 
you said it's not novelty, it needs to be necessity. Yeah. And so, I mean, sometimes it can appear like churches are just doing it out of novelty to say, yeah. hey, we're a diverse church. Yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. oh gosh, I mean, it yeah. pains me to see that. Yeah. I mean, it's almost probably offensive. Yeah. And so, how do we move from novelty mm. to necessity? Yeah. You said our roots got to change. Yeah. Our like who we are has got to change. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people out yeah. there that are like, I want to change. Like yeah. I want to be a part mm. of a multi-ethnic church. Yeah. What you're speaking about, Revelation 7, 9, like beautiful yeah. because God designed it that way. Yeah. Um, mm. But we don't want it to be a novelty. So good. Yeah. yeah. Yo, so I would say a few things. So one, when you look back, culturally, uh, even at the Israelites early mm -hmm. on, different aspects even of what made up Jewish culture mm -hmm. was influenced by the nations that surrounded them. And what that meant was that they were multicultural mm -hmm. even though they were monoethnic. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so I would encourage people to become multicultural even before mm -hmm. your church is multi-ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and even before your even your friends and relationships are, are, are multi-ethnic and the, some of the ways to do that is to pursue different cultures mm -hmm. theologically to understand mm -hmm. theology from their vantage point I always say like the, the when it comes to reconciliation mm -hmm. the hardest thing to overcome usually is mm -hmm. the thing you value the most mm -hmm. so if you value your kids most <laughs> 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 if that's like your prized possession <laughs> Um, who your kids play with is going to be extremely important. Mm. And when you begin to cross barriers on who your kids play with, if that's your number one on your list, yeah. then you know you're crossing into reconciliation mm. and true unity. Mm -hmm. Well, for believers, mm -hmm, our number one value is theology. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> yeah. we're in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that is usually the thing we are unwilling to submit to other cultures. Mm, that's good. <laughs> and so when you begin to submit your theology to mm -hmm. other cultures and to say, man, I want to learn from other cultures, not how they cook, because mm -hmm. that's not my number one value, no, although yeah. that's something that we might love, yeah. not how they play sports, mm -hmm. although that might be something mm -hmm. we love. But I want to submit to them mm -hmm. the thing I value the most, which is my theology. Yeah. Help me to understand First John chapter 4, verse 12. Or help me mm -hmm. to understand how you see mm -hmm. the parable of the sower. Help mm -hmm. me to see what you see when you see the parable of the prodigal son. Yeah. And just begin to ask questions of how they read the scriptures. Mm -hmm. We'll yeah. begin to really go from novelty to necessity because we'll mm -hmm. recognize that God has endowed through his redemptive work of mm -hmm. Christ some theology, mm -hmm. some theological diamonds yeah, yeah. in them that our culture does not possess. Mm -hmm. And we'll begin to want to go yeah. back for more and more and yeah. more. So, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, as you build this church that this God's entrusting to you, you know, yeah. I know God's building it. He's entrusting it to yeah, yeah. you to shepherd well. <laughs> yeah. Um, building a people who mm -hmm. are diverse in background can have struggles. Um, I mean, God made us all different and beautiful, but there are differences. Yeah. So there's struggles in that, but there's also advantages Amen. in that, that you're gonna see that maybe somebody who's in an all white church that may never see Absolutely. or be blessed with. Absolutely. And so would you speak a little bit to like maybe the struggles yeah. that you're encountering? Hey, let's end on a high note, like the advantages that you yeah. are gonna get to witness the kingdom yeah. of God. And so yeah. would you go both those places? Absolutely. So struggle side, uh, <laughs> I think we can all feel it. You know what I'm saying? 
even being married to uh, mm-hmm. just a, a spouse who's mm-hmm. of a different gender, you feel it. You yeah. you you get some of that. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to think about man, totally different cultures, mm-hmm. like you feel it. Um, you know, uh, black dude. Uh, one of the things that mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoy is arguing, and we argue loudly. Oh. So we like you know say we go back and forth. I'll yeah. never forget I was passing a church mm-hmm. uh, out in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. We had a staff. Uh, me and my homie Ike actually moved from Philly to Des Moines together. Okay. And we're planting together in Orlando. Oh, wow. So we've been with each other since Philly. So yeah. Um, so we was in uh, our staff office area uh-huh. and we was arguing about hip hop or basketball <laughs> or something. And we got so loud. Yo. <laughs> like we was going in. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? Like we was going yeah. back and forth. And um, so somebody came in my office after and yeah. it was all like, Yo, like, are y'all all right? You okay? Like, you okay? Like, I know, like, that's your friend, right? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. They're like, y'all were just like arguing. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we good, yo. We about to have dinner at six. Oh <laughs> like legit, we about to have dinner <laughs> as couples wow, at six. Yeah. And that's just part of our culture. Uh-huh. That's just how we banter back and forth and all yeah. of that. And we like mm-hmm. up in up in your face. Like, yeah. let's talk about it. Let's not talk. Yeah. Uh, you know, at another time. Like, let's deal with stuff now. Yeah. And so uh, I would say that like dealing mm-hmm. with culture cultures that are a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. keep stuff a little bit closer to the chest yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah um th- those things create difficulty mm-hmm. but i've learned from those things to go mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. the advantage side of things mm-hmm. that it's not for everybody to know everything about you and mm-hmm. uh when you grow up in yeah. uh neighborhoods and you mm-hmm. live in neighborhoods that um honestly it's harder to conceal the brokenness mm-hmm. for every culture has brokenness yeah but when you grow up in context or you live in context where it's harder to conceal the brokenness that you experience yeah you kind of live with everything on your sleeve mm-hmm. that has advantages and disadvantages because yeah, some people might not actually know how to handle mm-hmm. that and so i learned from yeah. even another culture like yeah man they're they're mm-hmm. biblically there is yeah. wisdom in not sharing and not over talking and not yeah. uh, putting all those things in front of everybody so mm-hmm. uh so I like I've learned those things yeah. and, and beyond even just that I've learned theology yeah. by the grace of God right. from my white brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and by the grace of God mm-hmm. they've learned theology from me yeah. if I could just give one example of my oh, yeah. hodgepodge of learning Good. Uh, grew up black context Pentecostal grandmother shared the gospel yeah. when I was four years old wow. you're on your way to hell <laughs> oh, <laughs> if gosh. you don't know the Lord Jesus <laughs> My gosh. and it worked because I, right. <laughs> I was Before like yo that's legit like, yeah. <laughs> that's legit Oh, um, and so that was church background for okay. me. I yeah. got introduced when I got to Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was my church was led by black men, mm-hmm. but um, they were in the reformed, uh, uh, you know, circles. Mm-hmm. And so got introduced to dudes like John Piper, Matt mm-hmm. Chandler, um, whole whole slew of other guys. Yeah, my mom, my pop who was a roster. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. Got converted to Christ. Yeah. When he started diving deep into theology, R.C. Sproul was his favorite guy to listen mm-hmm. to. Uh, so that introduced me to dudes like Sinclair Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, then I got introduced mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Paul David Tripp and yeah. some of his writing and all of those things. And so yeah. all of that to say what it created in me was this crazy mm-hmm. uh, composition mm-hmm. of deep yeah. deep deep understanding that this text is the the word of god my yeah. grandmother gave me that mm-hmm. but if it is the word of god it is meant to be studied my brothers in the reform circle mm-hmm. gave me that yeah and if it's meant to be studied and you get some gems out of it mm-hmm. 
it's meant to be celebrated. My grandmother gave me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, good. and, and there's this, been this beautiful, and that has only expanded as I've included Dem- Dominican learning, yeah. as I've included Korean learning. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm pursuing my PhD with all indigenous yeah. people from North America yeah. and That's their right. understanding of creation and mm-hmm. how that were like has expanded my understand, understanding of the Psalms. Mm-hmm. So as I continue to expand, yeah. like I am a living witness yeah. <laughs> of the advantage of various cultures yeah. and in small ways our small church plant yeah. is already experiencing yeah. uh, some of that already well since you love learning i would love to just this is off script but um <laughs> yeah. maybe show just some differences mm. that you've seen in theology like white theology black theology you might say it differently yep. other theology like how would you could you give maybe one or two examples <laughs> just to right. be like people saying like, no, it's not different, yeah. but you're saying it yeah. is yeah. A different perspective. Yeah. So help, help paint a picture. I'll paint a picture of, one, mm-hmm. of something that that's not super deep and is more accessible. Mm-hmm. So theology of worship. Mm-hmm. So um, when I got to Des Moines, Iowa, I got really submerged into white worship culture that mm-hmm. I hadn't been exposed to before. Mm-hmm. Um, our church was in the middle of a very diverse neighborhood. So you're trying to, work through all of that uh so they wanted to reach out to different cultures but Mm -hmm. their background of the church that planted them was just uh, mono-ethnic and um uh, predominantly white so Mm -hmm. one of the things that i did was i just asked questions what are the cultural values of ccm worship and they really had a hard time Mm -hmm. expressing it yeah okay so then i began to ask the question what are the fears of mm. gospel worship <laughs> mm. and they had an easy time expressing that <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> so and some of the things they said was uh just repetition just mm. feels like it's just mindless mm. um like why do you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again mm. uh another thing uh that they expressed was like it seemed like show offy mm. when uh gospel musicians yeah. would do like runs and all uh-huh. of that stuff and so we got to talk through through stuff so yeah. here's here's what ended up happening through this so uh, CCM gave me some of the best Christological lyrics I had ever sung in my mm. life. Yeah. And you'll actually, if you go on YouTube, uh-huh. you can see this has been a normal pattern, yeah. that there are a lot of dudes who look like me who find in CCM some Christological songs. Mm. They were like, yo. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> let me get this joint, flip it, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> and let me, let me take it this. It sounded different. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But what we wanted to do is let's go beyond just cultural differences like, oh, you guys would sing it this way. We would sing it this way to why is repetition theologically important? Because if you can see the theology of Mm -hmm. it, you'll recognize we've been missing something in CCM. So I began to take our worship team through Mm -hmm. theology of all these things that they had fears of. Why repetition? Mm-hmm. Let's go through the Psalms where yeah. it says, my, my step, his steadfast yeah. love endures forever. And all the church says, and his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah. And one more time, and his steadfast mm-hmm. love endures forever. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. The whole earth is full of his goodness. They never cease to repeat that phrase in glory. Yeah. So we got to get used to repetition. Yeah. Repetition <laughs> matters to the Lord. So <laughs> yes. we're going to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then even as a teacher, mm-hmm. oral tradition, mm-hmm. you couldn't read words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So repetition was a way of memorizing lyrics that pointed you to the glory of God. So in cultures that are illiterate, Mm. uh, having wordy uh, songs Mm -hmm. actually doesn't work very well. It doesn't help, yeah. Then we took them even to what they would call show-offy. Took them to Exodus 36 through 40. Yeah. Aholiab and uh, Bezalel are Mm. introduced. They create the tabernacle based on the instructions that Moses gave. And the tabernacle was a place of the presence of God. I love this, though. Yeah. 
that it says the spirit of the Lord was upon them mm-hmm. to design. Yeah. <laughs> this is <That's> crazy. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think about the tabernacle. It's just supposed to be functional, right? Right. Tabernacle, tent, mm-hmm. divide, yeah, place for right, holy yeah. of holies. <laughs> I mean, it's just supposed to function. Mm-hmm. But God placed the spirit upon them mm. so that they wouldn't just create a functional tent. Yeah. But they would make that joint look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you think about how does that speak to God? Mm-hmm. Trees give off oxygen so mm-hmm. humans can breathe. We give off carbon dioxide. So, mm-hmm. so functionally, that yeah. works. Why did he have to make trees look so good? Yeah. Why did he have to make people look so good? Mm-hmm. It, it, he just shows off. Yeah. And it all points to the glory of our great designer. Yeah. And so what we would call showing off is mm-hmm. actually presenting beauty yeah. as a mirror reflection of a God who loves beauty. And wow. it's seen in the beauty of, of creation. Wow. And so it set our team free. Yeah. Skill set wise. And th- those are just two simple examples of yeah. the theology of worship. Taking them to Exodus. Yeah. Taking them through the Psalms. Mm-hmm. All coming back to the text. Mm -hmm. not just cultural but coming back to the text to see how this culture when Mm -hmm. redeemed is showing an aspect of Mm -hmm. the glory of god that your culture doesn't and vice versa and how much we need each other in that yeah that's so beautiful i feel like i could talk to you like all day about this i'm so interested (laughs) you know i know i'm gonna ask some of my friends about it so i appreciate you sharing yeah um i want to shift just a little bit and just talk a little bit about so you are planting in Orlando, yeah. right? <laughs> and what are you excited to do about reaching your city? You said it's a diverse city. Yeah. So talk a little bit about Orlando, yeah. how you are excited to reach your city yeah. to continue to build the church. Yeah, a loaded question. <laughs> it is. Uh, and I think we're still <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, one of the things as a missionary you're mm-hmm. constantly doing is trying to figure out the culture mm-hmm. of the, and landscape of the area. Yeah. Um, and you're doing that primarily through relationships. So mm-hmm. admittedly, I feel like we're yeah. still just figuring a lot of that out. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ike is creative. Uh, it was actually his desire, vision to go to Orlando. Okay. I was not for Orlando. God, through his prayer, yep. <laughs> ushered us <laughs> to where we spirit, are so. legitimately. And it was a long <laughs> process. Uh, and now we've fallen in love with the city, yeah. but we're learning like the mm-hmm. the do's and don'ts, yeah. uh, the nuances of it. A few things I will say though mm-hmm. is is one, uh, Orlando is extremely extremely diverse, mm. but there are still, as it is everywhere in the United States, yeah. major pockets of segregation. Mm. So the actual spot that we're uh, desiring to plant in mm-hmm. uh, is on l- literally uh, the edge of two neighborhoods where they cross. Um, of Paramore and uh, Creative Village. Creative Village is is this new up-and-coming neighborhood. Mm -hmm. EA Sports, uh, if anybody loves EA Sports, just put their headquarters right there. Wow. Uh, So they just landed there, love it. Uh, It's dope. It's (laughs) popping. Yeah. Uh, It's where the uh, the Orlando Magic used to play, and now they've just filled that place where the stadium used to be. Oh, my gosh. All these new skyscrapers on it. It's popping. Cool. Right on the other side of that is a... Old neglected neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, pre- predominantly black neighborhood called Paramore, mm-hmm. which was literally created for the purpose of segregation. Oh. Uh, so much so that the street that divided it uh, was a street called Division Ave. Um, and Division Ave exists to this day. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and you feel it when you cross Division Ave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, so you cross over into Paramore, you cross over Division F, uh, you feel mm-hmm. the distinction between the two neighborhoods. Yeah. And it's as sharp as literally a snap of a finger. You're like, oh, yeah, wow. it, it just changed. Yeah. So by the grace of the living God, uh-huh. what we wanted to do is find a place where it would be inviting mm-hmm. enough 
uh, to create a village side, yeah. but where those from Paramore will feel at home. Yeah. God, by the His mm-hmm. eternal grace, uh, has just connected us with an elementary school where we can begin yeah. our services. Yeah. That literally is on that line. Wow! <laughs> and God. it is insane. It's a five five year school, so brand new. Yeah. It's the first school that Paramore has ever had. Um, wow. So, and we're gonna be the first church that they've ever housed in the school. Yeah. Uh, great opportunity for partnership. So, yeah. if people are pl- are praying. Yeah. I just pray for that partnership with school, a yeah. school of academic excellence. Uh, but yeah. by the grace of God, we'll yeah. be landing there. And one of our great missionary efforts is to be in the right location. So yeah. we can. Uh, yeah. Proclaim the gospel of reconciliation. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What are some other stories that you've seen God do yeah. in this <laughs> that only God could do? What are? Um, I'll tell you the quickest one off yeah. the rip because it's the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, there was a a guy um, who had moved from India Indianapolis with uh, his son. His mm-hmm. son wanted to go to Full Sail University, which is mm-hmm. uh, university for um, the arts, basically music yeah. production, all of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was like, you know what? I think God is like calling us to like move to mm-hmm. Orlando. Yeah. Um, now uh, he has a, a background, Hebrew Israelite background. Okay. I, I don't know how familiar everybody is with that, but it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, basically, um, man, I don't know how to <laughs> describe <laughs> it in know. a short amount of time. Uh, <laughs> basically an offshoot code of, of Christianity is the okay, best okay. way I could put it in mm-hmm. the black community. Okay. Uh, and there's so much deeper things to that, but <laughs> that's as yeah. quick as I can put it. <laughs> So he shows up to my door selling uh, solar panels. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and my wife is super into learning Hebrew just as a side. She's oh, just neat. brilliant like oh, that. Oh, my gosh. So she's just super into learning Hebrew. So she has the names of our kids in, a, uh, in big lettering, uh-huh. uh, Hebrew lettering on the wall. Yeah. So as he's leaving our conversation on solar, mm-hmm. sees that he's like, yo, uh-huh. Hebrew, y'all, like, what y'all about? <laughs> I was like, actually, you moved to start a church. Yeah. And, um... He was like, okay. And I didn't learn till later he was Hebrew background. He told me that later. Okay. Uh, But, man, they came. They loved it. Mm. His wife loved it Mm -hmm. in a way that they hadn't loved anything that they experienced. And not only that, their daughters loved it. And it was just a Bible study. I'm talking about we're just going through the book of Colossians. No worship. No, no. We're just walking through the book of Colossians in early stages. And not only did they fall in love with it. But he's been telling all his family about this church and has already told us when we start sending out flyers and mailers, Mm -hmm. he wants to be the runner and all of that, which we've been asking the Lord, like, give us somebody who knows this this community. He's all like, I have knocked on hundreds of doors. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have so many relationships. And when this starts to go off in September, Mm -hmm. I will be making sure that everybody knows what's about to happen. So. By the grace of God, that was yeah, a cool, cool praise story. God. Yeah. Um, what would you say to somebody who wants a church plant or join a church plant? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Orlando, Florida is a wonderful <laughs> city. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know our mo has been like follow the leading of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, we have. We've seen recruiting go really bad, mm. uh, and and because I've been in this for a little bit, like yeah. I've seen it like <laughs> poorly done, yeah. poorly, yeah. and so um, follow the leading of the Lord. Yeah. But if the Lord is in it, mm-hmm. um, even when logistics don't seem to make sense, mm-hmm. when it yeah. feels like, man, I thought I was gonna come here for this job, this job is opening up, but I don't want yeah all of those things. Right. God will figure those things out. Yeah. If it's His leading. 
Yeah. Because he's the one who wants you there more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, and I would say, uh, I told a group of students from Fielder this, mm-hmm. even just this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I said is, when God calls you to obedience, mm-hmm. obey as fast as you can. That's good. And and because the evil one loves that time slot, procrastination, yeah. and it all, procrastination mm-hmm. usually, usually, usually mm-hmm. uh, can lead to us literally determining a new destination other than the one that God has for us. Yeah, I think that whole process of like discerning where God's calling you is tricky. And, you know, like, how does somebody know they're called by God? Yes. You know? <laughs> Graces of God, yeah. word of God, mm-hmm. uh, dig in. I think the spirit of God will illuminate uh, various passages in yeah. various ways. Uh, prayer, mm-hmm. uh, I think prayer opens our eyes to what we couldn't see um, in our daily lives. And so prayer, and yeah. then the people of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the, I've seen leaders who've mentored somebody who yeah. don't want them to leave, tell them, I hate saying this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I am like convinced God is calling you there. And you'll just see that people got, who are really submitted to the spirit of God right. uh, will tell you to go when you would have never thought that person would have said go. Yeah. Uh, and those things will help to confirm um, yeah. what you, God is already laying in, on, on your heart. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but if there is somebody who says, no, I'm not called by God to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean we are all called to go and make disciples. So (laughs) um, how would you help people think about their neighborhood, workplace, community differently? Yeah. I I would say the same thing we say to missionaries. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier uh, because I I get a chance to preach uh, at student camps and pastoral conferences and all Mm -hmm. of that. And one of the things I said was like, I feel like we always have greater expectations for those moments Mm -hmm. than we do for the mundane. Mm. And it's like, (laughs) yet God started with a mundane average Joe group of 12 (laughs) and just started rocking out. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a really good book I read, um, uh, Rodney Stark's uh, Rise of Christianity. I think everybody should pick that book up. I really do because he's a sociologist commenting on the history and rise of Christianity. Mm. And one of the things he said was like, the Christian church did explode, Mm -hmm. but the way it exploded was very slow. Mm. He said, uh, basically (laughs) gained in uh, membership by 3% over like 300 years. Wow, yeah. (laughs) But you think about it, like 3% over a year Mm -hmm. is a church of 100 going to 103. Mm. Yeah, that's good perspective. <laughs> and who would be excited like <laughs> like <laughs> we <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. We would literally oh, call man. that stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we would call that stagnant growth. And I'm not saying that, you yeah, know, yeah, different yeah. cultures and everything like we yeah. in the United States, we can share the gospel freely. There's so many different reasons why right. we can expect maybe more in different ways, but mm-hmm. just to know that in that context, mm-hmm. 3%. Yeah. 3 New converts a yeah. year. And you could you imagine a hundred mm-hmm. people share the gospel with yeah. all of their neighbors and only three are converted. Wow, yeah. How disappointing that would be. And yet it was through that kind of growth yeah. that God exploded the church into 300 years later, it made up half the Roman Empire. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would say wow. do the faithful things, mm-hmm. like just the simple yeah. faithful things mm-hmm. and you'll see a faithful god come through yeah. in massive ways that yeah. maybe you can't even take in mm-hmm. so, that's yeah. really good yeah. um well as we close out our conversation yeah. is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with 
on anything. We, we went a lot of places today. <laughs> but if there's something yeah. where you're like, God's put this on my heart and I want to share it, yeah. Um, yeah. would there be anything? Yeah, I would say simply uh, one, like, uh, I think John 15 is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I talked a little about it, about it earlier. Theology mm-hmm. matters to me so much more than strategy. Yeah. Um, and so John 15 states that um, <laughs> I am the vine, mm-hmm. you are the branches. It's an identity statement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell this all the time, mm-hmm. branches that are not connected to the vine are so dramatically different that they get a different name. They're simply sticks. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh, they are. That's so, so true. So, so it's an identity <laughs> statement. Like, and, and so uh, just to be mm-hmm. super connected to Jesus on a daily basis, uh, everything flows from there. Just intimacy mm-hmm. with the Lord Jesus. So that's one thing. Yeah. Second thing, please pray for New Creation Fellowship yeah. as we mm-hmm. are connected to the vine. Uh, because even being connected to the vine, it's a grind. Church mm-hmm. planting is a grind. Yeah. Uh, and yet it's a joyful grind. Mm-hmm. It's so just continue to pray, pray yeah. for our joy, mm-hmm. but also that we would continue to see the fruit of the roots that we've taken theologically in the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. So and That's good. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Yeah. I want you to tell people how they can connect with you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what your <laughs> needs are. Yeah. Um, mm. Yes. Yeah. So uh, connection wise, uh, me personally, you mm-hmm. can look me up on social media, mm-hmm. might be disappointed by how much I post, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Recap G, okay. Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. Instagram, look me you up, know, Recap mm-hmm. Grade, Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, as a church, mm-hmm. uh, newcreationorl.org okay. is our website. Uh, and you can find our social media from newcreationorl.org mm-hmm. um, uh, on any you know social media platform. Yeah. Um, and you can find so much information about our church uh mm-hmm. there um uh but in terms of how people mm-hmm. can like be helping us yeah, prayer number you. one mm-hmm. massive um reach out and with encouraging words like those really go a long ways yeah uh, but then you can also financially support mm-hmm. yeah. uh, us through newcreationorl.org mm-hmm. you can give right on uh the website there and uh we are in desperate need right now yeah. of trying to secure uh, two things. Um, we have a team of three going out. Okay. And so trying to fully secure that third uh, team member's support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that giving will help go to that. But also the building. Yes. Ace, uh, elementary school. It's a wonderful place. Wonderful location. Mm-hmm. All of Orlando is extremely expensive. Yep. So, <laughs> so uh, just being able to financially be in a good spot as yeah. we uh, secure this facility. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll definitely be praying for you and thank we'll you. link everything that he just said in the show notes below. So thank you so much for having this conversation. It's Absolutely. blessed me and I know it's going to bless everybody that hears it. So Thanks, thank God. you so much for your time and coming. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks again for watching. Come back next week as we have another church planter yeah. on the podcast. So until then, we'll see you next week. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback from today's episode by going to fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast will equip you and many others to live as a follower of Christ outside the walls of the church.